And there we are. We're getting ready to wrap up uh, down the stretch here on on deck with me, Charles Pratt, Richie, and good. And uh, right now, getting ready to go into one of our favorite sports too. Coming up, NFL uh, football right now. NFL extra points. We are in the bear zone right now. And uh, some noble moves uh, made right now recently uh, by the Chicago Bears. And they seem to like be on the same page so far. You also got Bears' new offensive core in there so far. Bill Lazor talked about in depth how the Bears were going to revitalize the running game. He's going to like uh, more work closely with uh, offensive line coach Juan Castillo about the formations they like to use for the run game for the opening game of the season. If it's anything that's been brutal, aside from the old line protection, it has been the running game in the last few years. I mean, we talked about it with uh, me and at Richie Chicago about how their uh, run game really needs to start uh, improving a lot more. And and I really feel like they're devaluating uh, Tariq Cohen. I don't think they see him as the guy who could like you know like shoulder the load. If anything, he's being more used as a third wheel and some special plays. Because I remember in his rookie year, he was definitely used on some uh, nice uh, special team returns every now and then. And I, I feel like right now, if anything, I mean, a good championship team, aside from that too, what's one of the biggest eye-opening, th jaw-dropping things we saw? Their takeaways in 2018 got sliced nearly in half Went from 36 to 19 takeaways last season. That's got to change right there. They're going to get back to like uh, the form where they were a few years ago and trying to move forward with their playoffs. I mean, a lot of it too, they were playing a little bit banged up throughout the year. Don't get me wrong. You had guys like Bilal Nichols, who's uh, hurt every now and then. You had some people right there. And I just feel like the offensive line, one of the things, has been exposed. They just add right now, Ted Gitt. Ted Jen Jr. to the mix last week, a receiver who figures to contribute this season, and they believe they have at least some interest in another former Saints player as they are considering to pursue, according to Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune, who's a Bears insider and also writes for The Athletic, I believe, Larry Warward, Warford, whom the Saints cut Friday, clearing a spot for a first-round draft pick, Cesar Ruiz, and considerable salary cap space at the same time, Warford, Warford, he's going to be turning 29 next month. He was selected to the Pro Bowl the last three seasons. He also played along with the Lions before in the past. So right now, how are you liking some of the signs right now? Because like another one too, they also signed Jermaine Effidi to a one-year contract for the minimum. And Brian Place said the plan was to have him work him at right guard after he spent the majority of his career in Seattle at right tackle. Good start so far, or still holding your breath? What's your uh, current pulse on the Bears situation right now? Um, I think they definitely made some major improvements to the offensive line. We were definitely, definitely hurting that field. Um, uh, Tegan Jr., I don't know how much mix with that he would help, but it really all depends on how the offensive coordinator uh, Bill is like how he's going to use the team. And then we got, um, uh, we got, so they, they changed the O-line, which is good, but I really don't think, so Tariq Coleman, I don't think that he is a, a, number, a number one back, but he does deserve at least to be in the game, see another up the time because of his explosiveness. I don't know if they 
teach and that's speed. Now we, to me, like I told everybody last year, I run was going to hurt because we took the only the second player to rush, only one player rushed more yards than him, and that was Ezekiel Elliott since they've been in the league, and we traded Jawan Howard, and we got Montgomery now. I the I'm not seeing this yet, but I really don't believe in Montgomery. Uh, I do like the fact that most of the time he does fall forward, which is good. But if, if and I can see what the Bears doing, maybe it was the O line and not the running back. But if we cannot get any, if we sign all these, we got players that's Pro Bowlers and things like that. If we sign all these Pro Bowl players, that protected for. Uh, true breeze so you know they got protection and if we can't get no run game through them then I really think it's the running back and we gotta just switch it up but Tariq Colton is definitely somebody that needs to be in the backfield he's explosive every time he's on the court you know people drawn to him he, he commands that attention because if you take your album for a second and, and the pass get to him he can turn 5 into, into 20 very very quick and I know the Bears still continue to get heat for like the last uh, three and a half years right now for not going after a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, there's a lot of argument the way you can go around that. I mean, no one really knows, but I still, like I said, if anything, that's the scouts' job. The scouts got to do a better uh, homework on like the players and the skill level that are bringing these to the attention of like not only the GM but your coach right there. That tells me their scouting department needs to improve big time going forward. But I tell you what. Uh, speaking of the quarterbacks right now, do you think it was a mistake for them to like not even try and sign a guy like maybe like a Jameis Winston to a one-year deal? I mean, talk about your quarterback situation. I know they traded their fourth-round compensatory draft pick this year to get Nick Foles from the Jaguars. Don't forget, I mean, that guy pretty much had a big chunk of the season missed out because he injured his shoulder right there. I, I, I probably would have like, went for a fresher guy, Winston, yeah, he needs to work on the turnovers, but I tell you what, I probably like Winston a little bit more better in that situation. I had to do it over again. Yeah, we, uh, me and my friends were talking about that. You know, like I said, not to make it a, a, a racial thing, but we, we don't believe that, that the Bears hire black quarterbacks. Like, it was a lot of quarterbacks out there more times. Yeah, Cordell Stewart a long time ago, believe it or not. I mean, what did that turn into? A 7-9 season right there. But even still, he got replaced by Rex Grossman towards the end of the season. Yeah, so um, I just think that, well, I mean, about Cam Newton being an MVP and, you know, taking the team. And if there's Nick Foles, I, I say I, I don't know. But and should, he's a, a good quarterback. Like you, uh, I don't know if it, Issue, but he was the only quarterback. I think he threw for like 5,000 yards and he had 30 to touch 30. And that's incredible both ways. But at the same instance, is I really think we got to back Trubisky. And we went out there and your scout said that he was the man for the job. So Nick Foles coming in there, pull up fire on him. But I would have definitely liked a Jameis. I would have liked the Jameis Winston. In, in certain in certain positions because I felt like he would have did he would did some bad but he would did more good and I believe that when we needed some wins that with him behind us or Cam Newton or somebody like that we would have actually won more games maybe Nick Foles could have could have 
know, do good too. So we just get, we just have to see how everything plays out. Do you feel like a guy like uh, Matt Nagy? I mean, right now, when you look at overall his uh, career, I mean, everything that he, he he's uh, been doing so far. I mean, he he's had like only one lose. I mean, not even a winning or losing season. Eight and eight. Of course, the first year won their division. Do you get the sense there's just being a little bit right now where he's showing a little bit too much loyalty to a guy like Trubisky, or do you think he's actually showing signs right now? He's putting the pressure on him to like really turn things around. What do you think of him this year? Aside from that, do you think he's really like like opening for like definitely some change, being a lot more creative, or where do you see Matt Nagy at this point in his coaching career, even though it's two seasons in? Matt Nagy had to get Trubisky to he, he came in there and Trubisky took us to an incredible season in his first year and the next year he didn't he had the ride with him he really didn't have a backup quarterback anyway so I do that, that Matt Nagy will get you know creative and Trubisky is on the short leash you know we, we can't keep you know holding on to these quarterbacks and they're not doing anything so Unfortunately, we will waste the draft pick if he doesn't work out. But like I said, Trubisky needs to be, you know, uh, put a little fire underneath him. Matt, Matt Nagy has to come more creative with these play calling as well. I look at him and it seems like there's no play calling for Trubisky to throw the ball. So is it trust issues? And if it is trust issues, that can be in a quarterback's mind. You never want your quarterback to feel like. If I mess up, you know, will I be in the game? Because then he's playing really timid. I believe that those two need to get, whoever's the starting quarterback needs to get an understanding that they're the starting quarterback and that the person behind them is the backup quarterback. And as long as you do your job, then you have nothing to, to, to worry about. And, you know, because that's the leader of our team. He has to always be in good spirit and everything. Matt Nagy definitely has to get more creative than he was last year because the offense And speaking of the offense, uh, to your point, when we uh, look at everything that they've been able to put up, I mean, for like uh, the yards, I mean, they ranked 29th last year in that category for uh, total yards. Uh, passing, um, not too much of a surprise, right? There was a little bit decent the year before. They ranked uh, 28th this year. Rushing game, that's a no-no. That cannot happen again for another season. I mean, that is also... In the 20s, every category in their offense is pretty much in the 20s with their rushing, passing, and total offense. That's a problem right there. And I, I will say, I, that those are some major things they got like really start to work on, too. And not... Go ahead.
So your final record for them uh, prediction going into the regular season. I had uh, at Richie Chicago on Twitter, who's the host of Off the Cuff, the pod, and Shoot Your Shot Sports. That's a website. He predicted they would have a 9-7 season going into this year. Uh, pretty much kind of side with him. I even said probably maybe 8-8 eight eight again, or no higher than 10-6. What do you think? He's got 9-7. What do you got? Over, under, 9-7. Over. I'm, I'm gonna take ten. I'm gonna take ten and six, maybe eleven and five. Like they have to, and if and if they don't do ten and six or eleven and five, then I believe that it's gonna be backwards. So if they ten and six, eleven and five, or five and six, and you know what I'm saying, and all that. But I, I definitely believe that they're gonna do a ten win season this year. They also have to like at least show me. Also, along with that, get me as far as to the FC Championship game or. Or to the Super Bowl too. I mean, I would say minimum, not only to those wins, but you gotta win big in the playoffs. You got to get to the championship game. So, uh, right now. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me restart right now. We're establishing a connection right now on uh, on deck here on CSR. So I'll wait for uh Risa to join back here in just a moment. But uh we are talking some Bears talk right now, uh Bears fans uh who are tuning in watching us right now share us your prediction right now what do you expect for the chicago bears season right now what record do you have them going uh right now i got my uh partner reese saying somewhere between 10 and 6 and 11 and 5 i'm saying probably between that range but also it's got to be with some major playoff wins if they can't get a super bowl i want to see at the very minimum get to the nfc championship game you cannot go any shorter by not getting to the conference championship game. That has to happen this year. Because this is a team right now who you got a good championship uh, contending team right now. And I really feel like you want to take some major step forwards right now. And a lot of that is going to still, at the end of the day, like it or not, it's going to still boil down the quarterback play either way you slice it. There's going to be a quarterback competition somewhere. And that's the only thing. I'm, I'm really interested to see what that decision is going to be made like when we get the cut day on Labor Day weekend, usually the week before the season, if it starts on time. Yeah, that, that right there is just like I said, uh, we didn't pick up Trubisky last his, his uh, next year, so he's going to be a free agent. So if he doesn't sh- show up, I don't think we keep him. Uh, and we're in a quarterback hunt because Nick Foles, you know, he's riding on his last wheel, so. We'll be right back where we started. So, Trubisky, Reese believes in you. Okay, I need you to, you know, turn around so we can hire you for some years, but we'll be right back in a quarterback, you know, hunt. And with the extra team that's added to the playoffs, I believe that what we can do now is I believe that the Bears will make the playoffs. I don't know if you win our division, but I do believe that we will make the playoffs, either our division or as a wild card team. Yeah, that, that could definitely get pretty dicey right there. And don't, don't forget, too, remember, not only that, I, I want to say if it's this season or the following season, I forget, but remember, you also be having where it's only the top seed in each conference gets the bye. You're not going to have the top two, so either way, more than likely, you're going to have to fight all four rounds in the Bears situation. I believe that's happening this year with that. So that's another thing. The Bears historically have never won... The Super Bowl in that in those odds before a lot. I mean, a lot of teams haven't. But I mean, it's it's very few. But I think that's one thing they they have to get hot 
and start clicking at the right time. Like, even look at my Steelers, for example. When they won their first Super Bowl after about over a 35-year drought, I mean, what happened? They got on a nice little win streak right there. Defense was playing good at the right time. They had momentum. And the thing was, too, about that team, they knew how to get together mentally. They held each other accountable. And whenever they went into a slump, like where they were like 7-5, Bill Carr, what he do? Uh, in the locker room, he uh, wiped the whole uh, whiteboard clean of like, you know, like, you know, like their season. He said, right now, it's a four-game season. And sometimes that's what you got to do as a coach and as a player. You got to realize, you know what? What well, we got hit, socked right in the jaw or hit right in the gut. We got to, you know, just absorb the hit, take it, and just move on from it. You got you to, you like, learn to move forward. I think that's another thing right now. Can we see that team go through that period this year where they get hit with a blow like that and they're able to be re- resilient? I don't know, but hopefully with these new signees from the Bears, then we'll be able to move and maybe, like I said, if we can get Trubisky on course with these new signing, good protection in the line we can probably develop a good quarterback. I do believe that it's something there, but, you know, we need to build his confidence and we need to, you know, you know, protect him and get some run game behind him. And I think that uh, we can work out, uh, work some things out. Yeah, and uh, let's get ready to wrap up. I mentioned this uh, before we got uh, really quickly and I just uh, saw this as I was uh, before I was getting ready to do the show. You had a uh, newly acquired uh, team to the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Uh, Gerald McCoy made a really interesting uh, comment on first take with uh, Stephen A. Smith, Max, Cal- Max Kellerman, and Molly Karam. And uh, this guy has been, he's going into his 11th uh, season. Came from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he said, too, that right now, Jerry Jones, his silence right now during the social injustice right now, during these times, remember, he was one of the guys who kind of like uh, was harsh against people taking a knee during the flag or whatever. And don't forget, that was also the same year he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, but there was also some uh, business deals that fell apart. Remember, you had Papa John's Pizza right there. Uh, the one uh, guy who was on the TV made like a controversial comment right there. NFL decided to break off doing business with them. They had to move on from them. Yeah, a lot of things going on right now where he condemned. And so far, Jerry Jones has not been speaking out. Listen, I know he loves what he does for the NFL. He gives a lot of players opportunities. And he he's a real good businessman. Uh, first class. But right now... What do you think? We need to see more from Jerry Jones coming forward. A lot of other executives, more so on him right there, seems to be one of the main faces of this league when you think as far as upper brass. Uh, the NFL and, and, and every other football, basketball, baseball team has, as you can see, been taking down any statues or everything that represents anything of discrimination or, you know, if that person was you know, racial or did anything like that. So I want to commend all all sports for, for doing things like that. But like I tell everybody, it does not take away from the person who they are. Jerry Jones said who the, who he was years ago, and that's just how he feels. And I keep trying to tell people that when somebody, when you want somebody to speak up and apologize and say, like, if they really don't mean it, then do you really want it? Like Jerry Jones, I don't think I don't think Jerry Jones is racist at all, unless it's very undercover. Like 
you know, he, he hires black people all the time. I, like you said, he gives people opportunities. But I just believe that he, you know, he everybody has what, what their, you know, belief is. So I guess, you know, like as your mom used to say, if you don't have you know, nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So maybe Jerry Jones is just, you know, he letting everybody, you know, say what they could. You know, this is how he's feeling. And we have to also respect that everybody's not, not going to feel the way that, that you feel. And I just really think like that. But he was making a good point because when you look at at uh, football, you know, Cowboys are named, like, nicknames like America's team. So right now, like he said, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, you know, they I won't say they, like, represent it. But, you know, when you think of football, these are some people, these are, some team that you uh, that you think of, and for a, a team to be called America's team right now, what what he was trying to say was, uh, you know, America team could really help America because the, you know the guy that owns this very powerful and influential can speak up and, and things like that. But he has to also understand that if that person does not want to speak up, then you, you got to respect them. You know, he said his viewpoints on how he feels about the flag, you know, and, and everything, and. We, we, we just have to respect them, but it would be nice to see the Cowboys, you know, take charge because, like you said, they're America's team. I guess just where it, it, these comments kind of come from, because you see Roger Goodell speak up on TV about a couple weeks ago, saying that he's encouraging people to like, you know, like how wrong they felt by ignoring issues like of race, and racial suppression or white supremacism or whatever. And you know, don't forget too, Roger Goodell, he's not all like too crazy about like President Trump and I'm not saying like a lot of people are but I mean Trump seems to find that like ruffle his feathers every once in a while and I, I just feel like when you have a guy like Roger Goodell speak up I guess Jerry Jones probably gets looked at next because of the position that he's in don't get me wrong I understand what you're saying as far as like don't just say it just to say it and make yourself look good but I think it's another thing to say it and make sure it comes across like it's genuine more, more than likely. I think that's what people pay attention before. Don't say it just to say it. I want to know is like, does it sound like any type of sympathy towards like the person you're trying to hear out and like uh, try and like see if you can make a difference with them. That's all. Yeah, but only time will tell. Like I said, as long as the players come together, you know, people will follow. So if we can just, you know, bring one person with us and just, and just keep bringing one person with us, then eventually it'll get around to that person but we gotta also respect that everybody is you know it's, it's it's different and we can't just start bashing people for what they believe in because you know we you know we've been doing that and it's a, it's a touchy subject so so i try to make sure i stay open-minded you know and and that in in the words they like i tell people like if you got somebody that's 70 80 years old in your life they live through racism discrimination that was there when it said for whites, for blacks, or, or for colors, things like that. So it's people that actually lived that lifetime and saw it, and, and they still feel that way. I'm not saying that's a Jerry Jones, but just, just to you know, saying that we gotta understand that it's, it's people that's still alive that was from them days. So we just gotta stop hoping that rushing to change, like change is gonna happen overnight. You know, we gotta just let it slowly happen. And once again, where can they find you on social media, my man? I'm on social media on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It's ISCR3. 
W-I-N-U-T-I-B-O-L-T. It's I screw I nut I vote. Just change the E to a three and that's me. Find me on all social medias and on Facebook, Kimosabi. I guarantee if you type in K-I-M-O-S-A-B-E, I'm the very first one that is gonna say Kimosabi, Big Bob is my hobby. Guarantee when you type me in, you'll see me. Catch me on Wednesday, 6 p.m. live. Facebook. You got it. And then you can also follow me once again on Twitter and Instagram at Richie at OnDexCSR for the Metal Steel Podcast. On Twitter, it is at CGR and at Nation on Instagram. All right. Well, Reese, always a pleasure having you back on for another enlightening Saturday. And to all the dads real quick before we move anywhere, we already mentioned uh, yesterday it was uh, Juneteenth. Also, in addition to that, happy Father's Day to all the dads right there that took care of us. Some who had to play a single or double role as mother and father to many of us. So just want to ha- let them enjoy their moment as well. Let's not forget. Hope everyone has a safe one and memorable as we kick off into summer. I'm Charles. That's Reese. This is On Deck on CSR. As always, leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. We gone. Happy Father's Day, man. Thank you, Thank you Reese.